If you're just tuning in to Civic Cipher, I am your host, Ramses Ja. He is Ramses Ja. I am Q Ward. You are either still listening or just joining us at Civic Cipher. Indeed. And we implore you to keep riding with us as we continue to broadcast the balance and defend the discourse from the Hip Hop Weekly Studios. Stick around because we are going to be talking about this second part of the show, the Alabama cop, lady cop who was caught on video tasing a handcuffed black man as he lay over the hood of her vehicle. Um, And this has been a particularly troubling video for us this week because it shows, I think, the results of a lack of police accountability and indeed just how far we've come since 2020 or how far we've regressed with respect to holding police accountable. So stick around for that and so much more. But first and foremost, let's discuss BA, BA, becoming a better ally, Baba. And today's Baba is sponsored by Friends of the Movement. You can sign up for the free voter wallet from FOTMglobal.com to support black businesses and allied businesses, as well as make an impact with your spending. Again, that's FOTMglobal.com. And today, if you would like to become a better ally, we are asking you to check out the NAACP, specifically NAACP.org. Uh, I will share a bit from them to you. Elijah McLean was a 23-year-old black man living in Aurora, Colorado, when his life was tragically cut short on August 30th, 2019. Elijah's only offense, walking home from a convenience store. This week, as news broke that police officer Nathan Woodyard was found gu- found not guilty On all charges related to Elijah's death, we were left wondering how many more of us will be criminalized for simply existing. Quote, I'm just different. I'm just different. That's all. These were some of the last words Elijah spoke the night he lost his life. His story is a tragic example of the enduring consequences of of systemic racism and police brutality that remain a prevalent issue in our nation. Let's be clear, being black in America is not a crime. Elijah will be remembered by his loved ones as an introvert with a gentle soul who loved animals and played the violin to comfort stray cats at a local animal shelter. As we continue to strive for more for a more equitable society, we must continue to uplift his name and fight for justice and the passing of, passing of legislation on police reform that will ensure that not one more innocent life is lost at the hands of those sworn to protect us. Rest in power, Elijah. If you believe in law, if you believe law enforcement should be held accountable for excessive force, sorry, excessive use of force, sign the petition demanding un, sorry, uniform police reform. And that's at NAACP.org where you can sign that petition and hopefully make a change. I also want to say one more thing. I hope that Elijah is not just remembered for dying. Being black in this country should not be a crime. But there is a lot of evidence that shows that in a lot of cases, it is. One such case lays before us right now. Or lies before us. I'm not sure. I'm a DJ. (laughs) All right. So, yeah, I'm going to read this and we're going to talk about it. Let's just do it in order this time. This comes from TMZ. Alabama cop suspended for using stun gun on cuffed black man caught on camera. A white female Alabama cop has been placed on leave for laughing while using a stun gun on a crying handcuffed black man with the distressing video widely circulating online. In the clip, the unidentified cop from the Reform Police Department in Pickens County was filmed Saturday swearing and berating the man. 
who District Attorney Andy Hamlin says was arrested on a tra on a trafficking fentanyl charge. She's seen shouting at the cuffed man to lie on the front of the vehicle with his face down and ordering him to stay still. However, the, when the man responds, I ain't doing nothing, bro. I got a gun right there. She then takes the gun out of his pocket and, and immediately deploys the stun gun into his back. With the man clearly in pain and crying, she warns, do you want it again? Shut your B-A up. <laughs> in response to the venom shown by the cop, Reform Police Chief Richard Black and Mayor Melody Davis released a joint statement reading, quote, the Reform Police Department is aware of a video circulating involving a citizen's arrest on December 2nd. I don't like that language because it implies that it's not a police officer arresting a citizen. Yeah. It's a citizen arresting that's another that's citizen. That's intentional. Yeah, sure. I don't like how they, we read a lot of this stuff, you guys. So we know like kind of the triggity tricks and the creative language that they try to use to not cause so much of a public uproar. But anyway, um, it was added, quote, the department is in the process of turning over all materials related to this arrest to the Alabama State Bureau of Investigation and has requested a thorough investigation into the circumstances surrounding the arrest. In accordance with city policy, the officer involved has been placed on administrative leave while the investigation is conducted. All right. Um, so the clip has drawn widespread fury online with some label labeling it sickening and an abuse of power and others calling for her arrest. The identity of the man taken into custody on the drug-related charge had not been released at the time that this article was published, but his name has been released uh, since then. Um, so let's go ahead and play the video slash audio so that you, we can take you into this moment. Right there in front of the car. Thanks, Steve. I don't got, I ain't doing Got good right there. I'm not doing <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm saying what you're saying. Oh, you're up for. I'm not. Oh, my God. Huh. Okay, 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 okay. Oh, my fault. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> you want it again? You oh, was big and bad. Such a hmm. okay. So it's not even. It's not even just that this young man is crying. You and I played sports in high school. Mm -hmm. There's moments before a game when you're about to perform at your best when you and your teammates get each other amped up. Mm -hmm. She can be heard getting herself amped up. And if you see the video, it's even worse than hearing it. Mm -hmm. you before see she tases him, she says, oh, yeah. With a big smile on her face, she's so excited about what she's about to do. And he then says, probably in terror, what do you mean, oh, yeah? Like, she's behind him, so he can't see what's about to happen. But he knows that that reaction in this moment doesn't make any sense. She then goes on to tase him until he cries. And then 
teases him. You were big and bad as if at some point prior to that, he flexed on her in any way. He did not. Right? Thankfully, those were not the last moments of his life. Mm -hmm. Because for so many, it is. Confusion, fear, pain, agony, death. death. In a lot of cases, having no idea what they even did wrong, let alone why they're being arrested or, or beat or shot or tased or stomped or whatever the case. I didn't watch this video prior to then. I saw it and I read the headlines, so I didn't need to watch it. It does not say in any of the stories that I read that she does that before she tases him. Mm -hmm. Watching and hearing her do that. Now, sitting here trying to process us reading a story in a month or six months after it's left the consciousness and so many other things that ha have happened that it's no longer a headline that there was nothing found during the investigation <laughs> and that she won't even be brought up on charges and all. We're sorry we inconvenienced you, ma'am. Here's your back pay. She got off on that. Very intentionally, not in harm. His face is planted against the car and he's in cuffs. She did that because she felt like it and mostly because she knew she could. Because there's no accountability. And this isn't even hidden. There's cars driving by. Oh, the camera. So normally when, for those that haven't seen this video, normally when, when a police, uh, when police misconduct is recorded, it's by someone across the street and there's a ton of cops around trying to block people from recording what's going on. And, you know, people, the police park their cars in a certain way. Where people, so, so the footage from the bystanders is really like grainy and, and it's at a distance and you, you know there, there's there's some sort of like plausible deniability there usually isn't but you know people try to manufacture that who are the kind of like blue lives matter bootlickers of the world um though th th those videos are very different from this video the person who is filming this video is right where the police it has to be another officer it seems like it would be. It has to be. Because the no way that officer would have allowed a bystander to be that close right. and, and, and her, that clear of her view. And her behave that way, yeah. like how she really would behave if there was nobody being critical of what it was she was doing. She, a tiny little officer, has this, you know, he's a good sized guy. He's on the ground, handcuffed. Doesn't feel like there was much of a struggle there no, because she, she he gets him up off of the ground yeah. easily, walks him over to the car, yeah. places his face on the hood of the car. He's handcuffed this whole time and we've watched it. He's not like he because typically yeah. just by the nature of being in handcuffs, you're uncomfortable. You're trying to stand up. There's a little bit of a struggle, even if it's not intentionally. This is full compliance. Mm -hmm. This guy is being led. Yeah, he says, here's what I got. Here's what I did. Not fighting back. So here's another thing. What else do people say? Um, people say, well, you know, if he, once a gun is introduced to the equation, now it is, uh, you know, uh, there's a right for the police to, you know, protect themselves. Okay. So to those people, I say, recite the second amendment to me. 
How many take you up on that? Oh, nobody. Okay. <laughs> nobody. That's what, that's what I figured. <laughs> and then, um, you know, as far as I can tell, and I believe this to be true, you can't tell whether or not a gun is legal or illegal by looking at it. You have to. Yeah. The presence of the gun does not deem it legal or illegal. Yeah. And we know this because, especially in places like Alabama, where there's plenty of guns, people have guns because it is their right as an American citizen. Soon as he says, hey, I have a gun in my pocket, she takes the gun out of the pocket, she sits it on the car, and then she tases him in his lower back, and he starts crying. He's handcuffed. And again, she's very excited about this. This is not you know, one of the downfalls of her job. And man, I wish I didn't have to do this. No, she's excited. She's happy. She's smiling. She's cursing him out, like taunting him. Mm -hmm. It's really, really disgusting. So I have another thing that I want you to posit in this conversation. I want you to think about, because this is the part that's been troubling me so much for the past, I'd say maybe four to five episodes this is who got caught. The data shows us that it's happening. But we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg. So we know it's there. And yet and still we have to fight against a narrative that says these are bad apples. Not that the whole system is rotten to the core and insulates actors like this from consequences. We spent the whole first part of the show talking about three situations, three different scenarios in three different parts of the country. We talked about the eight officers involved in Jalen Walker's death. We talked about the officer that choked Elijah McClain to death. And we talked about how long the Mississippi goon squad got away with all that awful, gross, violent slash sexual stuff that they were doing to black people for so long. And, and again, because there's no consequences in those situations and because of things like qualified immunity and because of the fact that police culture is very much a bully culture, not a protect and serve culture by and large, if you're listening to my voice, I'll bet you can name two incidents of a police officer being a bully to you to every one incident of an officer just being cool. I don't care what color you are, and that's a low estimate, and I bet I'm right. Those and, who would who be honest enough. Yeah, to be honest. Be, be honest. And if I'm wrong, then I think what that shows you, because I'm being very honest, but I think that shows you is indeed our reality is very different from yours. Now, that's not to say that there are not good people who are police officers. No, that is, no, we that, know some. Yeah, we, we know them personally. That is to say that there is a system that insulates and protects, and it's even codified, it's like written into law that officers cannot be prosecuted or charged for things that you know fall within the guidelines of their duties yeah, and to, who determines that it has that? to be gross in the way of negligence and then even then the sentence they have to be caught they have to be caught it has to be gross but even then even when caught sentenced and convicted the punishment is very very oh man it's comparison to normal citizens and and then so then what do people say at that point like i mentioned the first part of the show 
Well, this is selective outrage. Black people have so much other stuff to worry about. No, there is a critical process to achieving equity in this country. And, and it starts here, and then we can get to step two, and then we can get to step three. Okay? If we can, so one of the big things that we on this show still appreciate and value is the the idea and the thinking behind the defund the police uh, uh, movement. The, 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 the marketing <laughs> could use a little work. I know that you famously said that a few times yeah, on the show. They should have done a think tank but, and come up with a better slogan than that. But the, the thinking there is uh, we believe it to be sound. Basically, these overinflated police budgets could be used, could be diversified to offer more in the way of public services that would prevent the necessity of crime in the first place. And what happens when you don't need to do crimes? More, more than likely, it's because you have other opportunities, economic or otherwise. If you need rehabilitation for, for drug abuse, if you need, you know, mental health services, if you need all, you can take the budget is right there in the police budget. So A, you need less cops and B, people get more service, right? But, you know, Selective outrage. Why are you guys mad at the police? Well, the police are hoarding all the money and they're killing us. So let's start there. This is not selective outrage. My outrage is right where it needs to be. We need to fix this problem first so that we can fix the next problem and then we can fix the next problem. And you need to listen. And they get to pretend that they don't have the money in addition to what they're giving police agencies. Man, listen. <laughs> <laughs> right. So so you're, you're going to justify it by saying, well, hey, we're spending a lot on law enforcement to make the community safer for you guys. It doesn't. Not only do we know that that doesn't work, but it's also not true yeah. because we seem as a country to come up with billions, trillions All of dollars time. to send to other countries. Oh, non-black countries every year. Non-black countries. Yeah. yeah. So who's going to pay for it is often a question that they ask where this money is going to come from. And we, we come up with it to come to the aid of our quote unquote allies. I love that word in this, in this context, in this context, I'm sorry. Um, and again, to the tunes of hundreds of billions of dollars, but have a conversation about feeding our hungry or ending homelessness or, or reparations and you're being ridiculous. So watch this, you know, I've said this on a recent episode, so I appreciate you, our listeners for riding with us as we continue to massage our way through this, <laughs> this this part of our lives but um i quoted tupac and i love the quote they got money for wars but can't feed the poor instead of a war on poverty they got a war on drugs so the police can bother me there's no two ways about it if you talk to me the best rapper that ever lived is tupac shakur best I mean, if we define what the parameters are and an alien came and landed on this planet and I had to t pick one rapper's discography and one rapper who personified the culture better than any others, and that was going to be the best, and that was those were the parameters, it would be Tupac Barnum. Because of those lines and lines like it. My favorite of all, and I feel like I'm here, so I may as well say it, even as a black queen mama, or sorry, even as a crack fiend mama, you always was a black queen mama. I don't think that a better bar has ever been uttered in hip hop. I, 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 I don't 
I mean, if you want to find a cleverer bar, cool. But find one with more meaning than that. That man embodied exactly what we're talking about back in the 90s, 30 years ago. And he took that from the Panthers, which was 20 years prior to that. And of course, the Panthers took it from, you know, the, the civil rights movement in the 50s and the 60s. So 10 to 20 years prior to that. And so, you know, I'm appreciative of the fact that we get to stand on the shoulders of these giants. And I appreciate the fact that you, our listener, continues to ride with us every week as we cover these stories. And hopefully we give you what it is that you need to get out there and help us with this very heavy lift. But it's, a, it's a strange feeling of kind of cringing at saying these things out loud to our listeners over and over again. Mm -hmm. Because I have that kind of uh, insecurity of being labeled a victim, you know, someone who's playing the victim or... I think that's by design. Yeah. I man, do too. It, it, it yeah. sucks. Like every time I get one of these headlines or one of these videos, I'm like, man, are they going to become exhausted at us for talking about what's happening to us? Yeah. Listen, we're not victims, man. We Who would want it? Who would choose to be we're a not victim? not playing victim. We, we definitely Oh, that's, that's right. That's right. Say that. But nobody would choose that. Nobody would like, oh, man, listen, we're DJs. We would love to be in the club <laughs> or with our kids or on vacation. Who would choose this life? Think about that before you let people say that or you say it yourself. All right. I guess we'll leave that one right there. CivicCypher.com. Civic Cypher on you know, every place where you can get digital media, all your podcast locations, Civic Cipher, at Civic Cipher on all social media. Uh, I am Q Ward on Instagram. I am Ramses Ja. Uh, Ramses is convincing me to get on TikTok, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see how that goes. Man, I need you there. Um, subscribe, like, share, comment, donate. Um, but actually, the sharing, the commenting, just as important if not more so than the donations mm -hmm. you know let people know where we are what we're doing and, and support us in that way if you can um want to give a shout out to all of our new listeners from the black information network around the country um it, it feels very special to have you guys tapping in with us on social media so again continue to do so at civic cypher on all social media uh, we love you guys and until next week peace